welcome to the Minnesota Geek Animal Stories Podcast. I'm Pete Markham. This is Episode 6, Learning About Farm Animals. I spent quite a few stories here talking about Emmett, our black lab retriever. As you probably heard if you listened to Episode 1 of my podcast series here, my wife and I do have quite a number of other animals that live on a farm of a friend of ours. Now you have to understand, I'm a city boy. I was raised in the suburbs and uh, never spent any time on farms, despite the fact that many of my relatives are farmers. Um, I'm, I have a lot of allergies, and so spending a lot of time on farms was a difficult thing as a child. So my parents just, we didn't, we didn't ever go out and visit them. So I knew virtually nothing about farm animals, you know, horses, any of those sorts of things. I never really had an opportunity. A couple of years ago, my wife got it in her head that we needed to have a horse. She had uh, ridden horses as a child and missed doing that, and we had uh, gotten into a circle of folks that uh, volunteered with horses, and so I thought it might be kind of fun to uh, get get ourselves a horse of our own that we could use uh, for some riding, and I could learn a little bit about them. But as the time went, not only did we have a horse, but we had a miniature donkey, and then just this summer, we added in a pair of llamas to the mix. So what I wanted to do was to just tell you a little bit about llamas, some things that I've learned about them that I had absolutely no idea was true with llamas. First off, um, I had always thought like horses that llamas are animals that have hooved feet. And so if you've spent any time around horses, you know you never want to stand around on the backside of a horse. They have uh, very powerful back legs, and with their hooved feet, if they kick you, um, they could cause a pretty serious injury. And so uh, I had learned learned that early on. That was one of the things drilled in my head as I spent some time around horses was that you needed to be really careful so you didn't, didn't get kicked. I was surprised to learn that uh, llamas do not have hooved feet. They have uh, soft padded feet, sort of like a dog, and they have long toenails, uh, just a pair of them. So um, their foot is much more like a dog's than it is like a horse. Um, they do kick. But if they kick, it's not anywhere nearly as uh, devastating as a horse kick can be. Um, I've, ac- I've had uh, a pretty solid kick delivered to my thigh from our bigger of our two llamas that uh, surprisingly didn't hurt that much. And I guess I didn't uh, mention anything about where we got these llamas or anything like that. Um, the llamas, llamas are something that my wife had thought might be something that uh, she'd like to have. She's always thought that they had uh, uh, fascinating faces and, and expressive faces and beautiful um, uh, shape, beautiful graceful lines and she was also interested in, in potentially she likes to do craft work and sew and knit and all that sort of stuff so she was potentially interested in their their uh, hair since uh, you, that can be spun into yarn and, and you can knit sweaters and stuff with llama hair so she had been uh, doing some some research on llamas and a friend of hers actually we found out had a llama ranch uh, I didn't even know that there was such a thing as a llama ranch uh, this particular individual had had 400 and some llamas on on their piece of property that were all extremely well cared for and and a beautiful herd of llamas. I think a group of llamas would be a herd. And uh, he was having an auction to auction off some of the llamas. Uh, they were trying to thin down the number that they had, so we attended the auction. And and uh, I have to admit, um, I I really didn't think that we needed to have any llamas in the mixture of animals that we had. We had, I thought, you know, we've got plenty of things to pay for with the dogs and the rabbit and the horse. 
at the time we had two horses and uh, guinea pigs, or um, excuse me, the uh, not the guinea pigs, the miniature donkey. At that point, we didn't have guinea pigs anymore. So uh, I was uh, pretty resistant to the idea of getting uh, a llama in the mix. So uh, my wife uh, and a friend went off to this um, auction, and they uh, I got a call that, that uh, I should come down to the auction and see the llamas. They were really, really interesting and very cool. Uh, I, I had a suspicion that that her inviting me down to the auction uh, towards the end of the auction meant that uh, she hadn't just looked at the at the llamas that she had probably bought one. So I went down there and found that that was uh, actually the case that she had bought one, but actually found out that she had not bought one, but she had actually bought two, because little uh, little did I know that that you really can't have one llama. You need to have uh, a pair of llamas at the very least. That llamas are social creatures, and they will get very lonely uh, and not um, do very well if they are um, kept by themselves. So she actually bought a pair of llamas. We got a pair of males. Uh, one was a uh, a gelding, meaning that he had um, he had been fixed, he had been neutered, and then the the other one was, uh, and he was a couple years old, and then the other one was uh, a young male that was about uh, nine or ten months old. The older one, uh, who is named Katazo, and the younger one is named Placoon. Uh, they were named by their original owners, and uh, we, we thought the names were kind of cool, so we kept them and uh, brought them home, or brought them actually to the farm. We didn't bring them to our house, brought them to our friend's farm and uh, turned them loose in the back pasture. Um, our friend's farm has two pastures, a bigger one, and, a, and the back one is a smaller one back behind the barn. And initially we... we uh, couldn't get a straight answer as to whether or not it was a good idea to mix horses and llamas and miniature donkeys. We weren't sure that whether or not they would get along, and so we decided to keep them separated and see what happened. A um, couple of things that I learned right off the bat that I thought was pretty interesting was I had absolutely no idea that llamas made noise, um, and the noise that they make is actually rather pleasant. Um, llamas hum, um, and the, what how their hum sounds kind of depends on what their mood is, and whether or not they're happy or upset or frightened or whatever, but they, they literally make a noise like this. And uh, they'll hum back and forth to each other. So, for example, if we were to separate the two llamas, um, like if we put one in the barn and left one out in the pasture, the one that's out in the pasture will run around the barn and uh, it will hum loudly, trying to see if it can get the other llama to hum back so that he knows where it is. And, of course, the, the more frantic they get, the more frantic the hum sounds. Um, it's really quite a pleasant noise. And uh, our, our older of the two llamas, Katazo, um, will hum quite regularly. Some llamas will hum, uh, apparently, when they're happy. And uh, uh, Katazo does that quite a bit. You'll often hear him humming out in the pasture. And it's a, a rather pleasant sound. Some other things that we, we learned about llamas is that uh, llamas are apparently often uh, used as guard animals. Uh, when you've got flocks of, of sheep, for example, uh, it is not uncommon to, uh, uh, when, you're, when you've got them out in sort of open pasture land, to add a llama or a pair of llamas or you know, a small group of llamas to the mix and have them uh, act as guard animals to protect the, the flock of sheep from predators. And so they, llamas are naturally wary of, of predators, particularly uh, dog-like predators like wolves and coyotes and that sort of thing. And um, they will actually, um, uh, rather than run away from a predator like that, they will attack them. 
And you know, llamas don't really bite, so to speak. They only have uh, a limited number of teeth. But what they'll do is they'll they'll run towards something like a dog or or a dog-like predator, and they will jump on them. And so you have to be careful how you introduce your dogs to llamas so that they don't see the dogs as being predators. And so initially, our group of, of rambunctious dogs, it was kind of funny to watch them um, as they, they learned about the llamas. And, of course, Emmett, our, our big lab, um, who uh, loves everybody and loves everything, his initial instinct when he saw llamas was to run up and greet them enthusiastically by trying to lick them on the face. And, of course, the llama's reaction to that was to try and jump on him and uh, pin him to the ground so that he wouldn't attack the sheep that we apparently don't, that we actually don't have. So the, I don't know what the llama was thinking it was protecting, but um, probably thinking it was protecting itself, I suppose. The other thing that uh, you've probably heard about llamas is you've heard that llamas spit. And uh, that's one of the questions we always get asked whenever I tell people we have llamas is, well, have they ever spit at you? The answer to that is no. Um, we've never had the llamas spit at us. We've seen them spit at each other. And uh, that time when Emmett um, very boisterously greeted um, uh, Katazo, uh, Katazo actually spit at Emmett, which Emmett thought was great fun and went back for more. But um, they've never spit at us. We've only ever seen them spit at each other. And apparently that's typical of llamas, that they, they typically don't spit at humans, that they'd much rather spit at each other. But they don't even do that very often. They only do that if they get really upset with each other. The other kind of amusing thing about that when they spit at each other is that uh, for a short period of time after they spit, um, their bottom lip sort of hangs. Uh, it looks almost like it's paralyzed, sort of hangs there, and, um, and they're not able to spit again for several minutes. And so you can always tell when they spit at each other because they've got that funny look on their face with the with a, their lip just hanging there. So uh, I will be telling some more stories about llamas uh, in future episodes. That's probably enough for this time. And uh, I look forward to telling you some stories about our horses and our miniature donkey as well, which uh, have their own series of pretty funny stories. Thanks for listening to the Minnesota Geek Animal Stories podcast, and I look forward to next time. Thank you.